This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to this special edition of the Michael Savage podcast. It's not news-oriented today. It is a special we're going to be doing a few specials a week, hopefully on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Last uh, Saturday, we played for you the uh, family stories, Louie and the Monkey, one on Frank. We're going to have a lot more of those for you to break up the uh, t- tension of the war and the news. And today, I have something I think more unique than ever, which is this. A few weeks ago, I gave a private dinner for a local U.S. Special Forces group about 40 people for them and their wives. And the dinner was called Michael Savage Honors U.S. Special Forces. What we're going to play for you today is the recording of my speech at this private dinner. These are hardcore American fighting men and and their wives. And uh, there are some things in the opening speech that I didn't get to which I had wanted to say, I was going to talk about war and the rumors of war. I was going to call it under fire. I have the notes here right in my hand. We had amazing men there, commanders of various divisions who will not be mentioned. The main point was, is I said to them, to the veterans here today, you have done your duty to your families, to the nation, to your fallen comrades. You are the backbone of the nation, strong and flexible at the same time. And they all looked at me and nodded, they're quiet men, when I said, those who have seen war don't want war. They're wonderful people. We had a wonderful dinner with an open bar. (laughs) I have to add the open bar because everybody enjoyed that part. And it was in a private restaurant owned by a friend of mine. And I hope they all enjoyed the salmon, the chicken, the steak or the vegetarian (laughs) pasta (laughs) along with the drinks. So now let's listen to the speech itself. You'll hear the clinking of the glasses and the reaction of the audience in the background. Let me know what you think. And if you like it, please share it with five people. Thank you for listening to the Michael Savage Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We're going to reward the on-time birds. I want to welcome all of you who are here, especially the wives who support the men who are so important. I know it's a social event for many of you. I'd like to wait for everyone, but I think that we should reward those of you who are punctual. And the rest will catch up as they come in. I'm Michael, this is my wife, Janet. Folks, I know many of you, some of you are still active duty, am I correct? Yes. So I know, good evening, I know many of you 
um, will appreciate it as will all the other old guys. I'm joking. Uh, it's a prayer for our fighting men that I modified from several different sources. If you don't mind, may I read this to you? Because I have a tremendous feeling about this. Give thanks to the Eternal, for God is good, His mercy endures forever. Avinu Shabashamayim, O Sovereign of the Universe, bless our nation, the United States of America. Safeguard it and its ideals of freedom and liberty. Bless our veterans, our defenders of liberty, who brave danger to defend us from tyranny. Almighty God, bless the valiant soldiers of the special forces who risk their lives to protect the welfare of all your creation. Benevolent God, be their shelter and fortress, and to not allow them to falter. May harmony dwell in their ranks, victory in their battalions. Fill their hearts with faith and courage to thwart the evil schemes of our enemies and to abolish every rule of evil. Protect these men on land, in the air, and in the sea, and destroy their adversaries. Guide them in peace, lead them toward peace, and return them speedily to their families alive and unharmed. Grant us true peace and fulfillment of the prophecy. Nations shall not lift up sword against another nation, nor shall they learn war anymore. Grant healing and recovery to those who have been wounded physically or emotionally. Keep their spirits high and make them resilient in the aftermath of danger and loss. May you find spiritual joy and love of home and family and in faithfulness of God, family, and America. We pray for individual and collective peace and tranquility. None who puts faith in you need ever feel friendless or forsaken. Let all the inhabitants of the world know that dominion is yours and your name inspires awe upon all that you have created. May this be your will. Baruch atah Hashem, Gomel Hasidim, Tovim, and let us say amen. That's it. Amen. That's the whole deal. I hope you didn't mind a little Hebrew thrown in there because it's just a little part of it. And people ask me, why am I doing this? This lady said, why are you doing this for us? Didn't you, didn't you ask? What's the purpose? Well, that's really part of the presentation tonight, which is all of you are very special, both those of you who serve and those of you who support the men who serve. The word special forces has a word special in it for a reason. You didn't get here by accident. You earned it. You worked very hard for it. And as a civilian, I realize that my freedom, my liberty, depends upon you. I've had a very good life because of men like you. Without men like you, I wouldn't be here right now. There'd be no flag, there'd be no nation, there'd be no country at all. And I know you take that to heart. And frankly, it's a gift from me to you because it's, I wanted to give something to you, period. End of story. There's no really agenda, no motive. We're not selling CDs in the parking lot after this is over. <laughs> it's just my way of saying thank you. It started as a little something. On March 31st, Janet and I will have been married, I think it's, oh, it's eight years now. <laughs> Quite a long time. It's over 50 years, if you can believe it. And um, we were going to have a party here for some friends. And I realize you're my friends. Even though I don't know all of you personally, you're my friends. This is my birthday party, my 80th birthday, March 31st, God willing. And our anniversary, which is our 8th anniversary, as Janet said. So thank you for being at our birthday and anniversary party. It's just a, a party for you guys. That's what it is, not for us. And as I say, tonight's event is meant to honor you because as the tip of the arrow, you are on the front lines of freedom and liberty. 
I was going to bring some arrowheads. I have a box of it. I collect antique weapons. I collect arrowheads. And you go back in time. Every society had weapons. You all know that. You look at the arrowhead. You're the tip of the arrow. That's what special forces are to me as a civilian. The tip of the arrow. And that arrow has a shaft made of wood. And then it has feathers. We in the media are the feathers. And hopefully we help you in your quest to, to maintain the straightness of what you do because there's so many lies out there about you what you do what your services what our nation is especially now that I feel that those of us have been blessed to be in the media this long I've been 26 years at this try to make sure the arrow flies straight especially in these troubling times uh, that we have now just before tonight's event I um I do a Newsmax television show three, four days a week. I did one today before Trump's rally. Most people don't know Newsmax TV, but it's on Comcast and so many other cable channels. But Trump was speaking tonight at three o'clock our time. No, whenever it is. I don't know when he came on. I was just before him. So they said, well, what do you want to talk about? I said, what I want to talk about is the fact that if he were president, we wouldn't have this mess we have right now in Ukraine. They said, well, how do you know that? I said, well, I don't know it. But I suspect it because in 2016, just after he was elected, he was on my radio show at the time. And I said to him, President Trump, you just got elected. Would you be willing to meet President Putin before you're inaugurated? And he said, he thought for a minute because it was an unexpected question because most people in media just BS everyone and don't even ask questions that mean anything. And he said, not only would I meet him after I'm inaugurated, Michael, I would meet him before I'm inaugurated, which was a shock. And he would have, as I said tonight, and I'm saying again, in my opinion, he would have negotiated this before this got to this point. He would never have let the Ukraine-Russia thing got, get to this point. He would, have, he would have worked something out. And again, I'm not going to do politics tonight because it's too incendiary, and some of you have different opinions than I do uh, about the matter. But this didn't have to happen. And at the end of my little four minutes of fame on the TV show tonight, I said, you know what I'm worried about? Is that this is how World War I started. One country, you know that as historians, one country did one thing, the Archduke was shot, that was only part of it. Then one country moved, then the next country moved, then the third country moved, the fourth, and, and they moved without thought. Now suddenly we have almost a panic situation. The whole world's moving. Another $335 million, a third of a billion dollars of equipment from the same president who left $75 billion of equipment on the, the fields of Afghanistan? Okay, I know. I sh she says, she's threatening to put my sleeve in the soup if I get excited. She's controlling. Wait, 80 years say this. <laughs> no, she knows I shouldn't do politics, and I won't. But that's all I said tonight, is it didn't have to happen, and it's a terrible tragedy that it has. So going back to why we're here, you are the backbone of the nation. Special forces, backbone of the nation, strong and flexible at the same time strong and flexible at the same time those are amazing qualities to have in a person strong and flexible very unusual and that is why i am here this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. 
Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And you all have special abilities. And you all know from your experiences in life and on the battlefield that there are some men who have the ability to see and hear things others cannot see nor hear, both on the battlefield and elsewhere. And I want to tell you three little stories about those experiences that I've heard about, not my own. Men who can see and hear things that others can't see and hear. They're extraordinary senses of what's going on. I had a cousin who was in a foxhole during World War II with three other men. They were being shelled somewhere in the yard, then I don't know where. I was a kid when I heard this story, and he heard his mother screaming, Bernie, get out of there! Bernie, get out of there! He's in a foxhole with three other men. Bernie, get out of there! Jumps out of his foxhole, jumps into another hole. A few seconds later, a shell hits the position he had just left. How do you explain it? How did he hear his mother screaming to him? Don't know. Extraordinary pe- things happen to people. You probably know it from your own life. Here's another story I heard of an uncle. Always carry a small Bible with him. Like this one, which I carry. I read it before every TV show. And get older, you become very religious. But I do, and I find power in the words of God. I do, I'm not telling you what to feel. So he carried this little Bible on the battlefield. He was just an ordinary guy, stuck it in his pocket. Story went, a bullet flew at him, hit the Bible and didn't kill him. I said, is that a true story? They said, yes, it's a true story. Another story, one other little tiny tale. There was a guy named Arthur. There was a guy named Arthur. And he was in the South Pacific with um, guys fighting against the Japanese, wanted to lower it, fighting the Japanese. And um, they didn't like Arthur. He was a New York Jew, loud, obnoxious. And uh, he didn't fit in with the guys from Georgia and Louisiana. They didn't understand them. And they picked on him and he didn't care. What are you going to do? That's where he was put. And they picked on him until they got into the South Pacific. And they found that Arthur, as they were being shot by snipers in the trees, Arthur had an uncanny sixth sense about where the Japanese were. He could see them in the dark. And he could say, shoot at that tree. And lo and behold, Arthur saw them and felt them. They'd shoot at the tree, and a sniper would fall down. Extraordinary abilities. And I know that you men appreciate these little stories because you probably have better stories than these about men who have these extraordinary abilities. And I think that as special forces, all of you have these extraordinary abilities one way or another because you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be the special in the special forces part so i just wanted to share some of those stories with you why i chose this place we have a history in this room um janet and i we know patrick who owns it now his father ran it roger since before he owned this he owned one in sausalito and my first event called the compassion and conserve event got in 1995 when I started in radio, 2,000 people in the Marin Civic Center. Uh, we had events in his father's place in Sausalito. His father came here as a, a waiter from uh, uh, Basque, Basque Country. And um, we knew him his whole life. He passed away a year ago and after a long struggle. And Patrick's running it. Patrick's a wonderful restaurant owner. So we have a very special affinity for this place. Uh, our daughter had her engagement. Rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner. I called it the engagement dinner. <laughs> but more than, more than those, I sat here many a night by that window on rainy nights with my little dog, Teddy. And 
and Teddy grew up on red wine and hamburger <laughs> in this room. And Teddy died about November 22nd. And we buried him at the hill. Yeah. We have. And uh, everybody's lost the pet. Yeah, you know what it's like. Everybody's at that It's side worse side. than when I go, what she lost it. <laughs> See, he's presuming that I won't drop the pet. <laughs> so I just want to mention the Teddy part of it because it's, it's true. He grew up here, but. I did a book years ago called Teddy and Me, and almost all the pictures in the back were filmed in this restaurant. The publisher sent out a photographer from uh, New York to, to Vince Ramini. And so Vince came out here and spent the night with us, spent three days with us. So these were pictures taken, and the last picture of the page is him and I at the bar, Teddy and me, and she put captions on it like, what's that vintage in dog years? <laughs> and the old guys sure had an eye and him and I looking at paintings so it's Teddy and I was he grew up and he was a little puppy he loved it here I painted a picture of him where he looks like a mosquito <laughs> the publisher liked the modern art she said, that's an interesting picture of a dog but Teddy Eats Out has all the pictures right in this restaurant it, you'll, you can look at it here I'll put it out on the table later it's uh, at last relief has arrived that's Teddy talking to me as the first martini arrives and it progresses in chapter 9 into it's number two, Teddy, and away we go. That's the second picture. I hope you're all having a drink. I can have more drinks. But as you can see in these pictures, here we go. And to all a good night, Ted, did you call Uber? This is the last drink of the night. <laughs> so all these pictures were taken in this restaurant. It's an historic restaurant for myself, for Janet, and for the family. And I uh, just wanted you to see those pictures. If you could please stand for a moment. I'd like to uh, do two things. I'd like to do the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm sure we all know that one. We have little flags on the table. So whenever you got you. in the wine bucket. The wine is perfect. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen and thank you for being here i wish we had a singer to sing the national anthem but we don't please be seated thank you and on that note there's not much more to say other than what the agenda is which is tonight we're going to eat drink and enjoy each other's company and now we're all going to eat and drink and all i can say is let's have a drink together before i sit down i think which is the new one that I open? where's the fresh one this has more well toast to you thank you for being here thank you, thank you for coming all this way thank you for being our guests it's a real honor for us both of us thank you